Hello, I'm Pierre from Sugar Cubes, and you're listening to WEGL, the station with courage. WEGL, Auburn. Hey everyone, this is Trey Atkins alongside Campbell Garber, Jack Vesey, and Graham Copeland. Welcome to the Barners Before Bed Show. Wednesdays at 10 p.m. on Weagle 91.1 FM. Your home for late-night Auburn athletic coverage from a fan's perspective each hump day. War Eagle. And with that, we bring you episode 33 of Barners Before Bed. Here on a cold, gloomy, and still heartbroken night here in Auburn, Alabama. A Monday night. Got Monday night football on, but football may be one of the last things I want to think about. As you can probably imagine, we're going to kick things off talking about the the game that everyone across the country is also talking about, the 88th edition of the Iron Bowl. We're not going to really talk about what happened, but let's just talk about our feelings afterwards and the aftermath of what occurred. So I'm going to go ahead and kick things off by speaking on behalf of the class of 2024. Yes, it's well known at this point that we're the first class in school history that went 0-8 against both of our rivals. Going to graduate with a losing record, either 23-26 and 26 or 24-25. and 25. Saw three head coaches during our time here. No bowl wins yet, maybe. And just a hamster wheel of torture, insane asylum process of believe, 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 heartbreak, heartbreak, heartbreak. And this past Saturday was the icing on the cake of a generation, an age group that was nine years old when we won the national title in sixth grade when the team of destiny had the kick six, went to the national championship, they grew up in high school and saw the November to remember, saw what happened in 2019, and the payback from the football gods was four years of absolute torture, and that was the last time ever that we will step foot in Jordan-Hare Stadium as a student, and what a fitting way to go out for this class. For those of you listening, I'm Trey Atkins, joined alongside Campbell Garber, Jack Vesey, and Graham Copeland. Guys, this is one of the more lost feelings I've had. I've had more time to think about it. I really haven't had like an anger feeling this entire process where after that happened on Saturday, it was more of a numb feeling. And then now it's anger towards the fact that I feel like I missed out on so many memories as a student and just more big picture stuff as in, wow. And me and Garber talked about this and I'd love to hear y'all's opinion as well. The kick six is officially dead. They have two bits of ammo now of instant classic games, especially people in our lifetime who weren't alive for the Van Tiffen kick and other stuff like that. They have ammo that cancels out the kick six. It was the 10-year anniversary. It's time to put it to bed. The Auburn, the team of destiny, all that, the, the aura of Auburn being the team that wins crazy games is officially out the window. We are now the heartbreak capital of the world, and it's just, a, a, like I said earlier, a hamster wheel of torture. No doubt. Um I kind of going off what you said, Trey, along with the kick six being dead, I think it's time for a few other things. I think swag surfing, I think we should go ahead and retire that. I'm ready. I want to walk into next season with Coach Freeze. Like his first full year is a completely different program. Like I'm ready to retire stuff, which was great in the past. It was awesome. But I don't want to – our four years, the best way to put it, is we've been dragging out the success of 2013, winning the Iron Bowl in 2019. Everything seems to be dragging out stuff from the past. We haven't created anything for now. And so that's what I'm excited about, I guess, for next year is I want to see just a completely clean slate of a bunch of new things that we're going to get started to, you know, hopefully stay with Coach Freeze for the next 20 years that he coaches here at Auburn. Garber? Yeah. Um... Yeah, it was hard. It was hard Saturday. Um, just, yeah, the, it's the process of getting up, believing, thinking you have it, and then getting ripped away at the last second. And that was kind of the beautiful uh, encapsulation of it. Not beautiful, uh, horrendous, but um, really, the yeah, the, the total encapsulation of kind of our college experience, like you said, shown on the biggest stage. Um, I think that – yeah, I think that's definitely the biggest heartbreak we've seen in college yet, um, by far and away. There's not really – all right. What you were saying about the kick six and both y'all, I, I, I agree. I think 
I think is definitely overplayed. I think this year it made sense to do it. It was the 10-year anniversary. We brought Chris Davis, brought that whole team back for the game, played all, all over. But I do, but I do agree. It is time we do move move forward. Because, um, like you said, yeah, we haven't really pulled off a plucky underdog win really since tw- like since 2021 Ole Miss. I'd say. I say that's probably our last like big upset. But I mean, it's Ole Miss who are I just mentally think we should always beat. So, yeah, it's it. That, that that allure of Auburn as the underdog, it's still there. I mean, still plucky. You can give any team a run for the money, but just year after year of just not being able to fully close it out, and then just ending like this, where I mean, ninety. You saw it. Ninety nine point nine percent win probability on ESPN going into that final play, and somehow find a way to turn that point one percent into a. Before we get to Graham here, I'll say this. The kick six, the play itself will never die. That's in college football Hall of Fame. That is a play you will see, your kids will see, your grandkids will see, your great-grandkids will see. It's up there with the Stanford-Cal band play. But the Team of Destiny nickname, or whatever you want to call it, around Auburn is dead. It is dead. When We are a cursed program in, in the past four years. Think about all the games where we have had the Team of Destiny moments, and also, the I'm so tired of this, too, of promoting Jordan Hare. Yes, the atmosphere is amazing, whatever. We lost. It's just annoying. It's frustrating. It's just, and I know I need to be more rational, and there's a lot of other better fans out there than me, or like better people as fans, if you will, that are out there looking at a more rational way that we took the, the eighth best team or whatever to that point, but screw that. We're Auburn. There's no moral victories. It's annoying. It's frustrating. How does a program with how with what we used to be collapse this quickly? And now that this town and this university needed that win more than any other program or any other Auburn team needed an Iron Bowl win like that more than any other team in history. And it was fumbled in the most heartbreaking, gut-wrenching way possible. And we are slowly teetering on the point of Nebraska level. And it's just it it pains my soul, man. Bello, go ahead. I'm going to play devil's advocate a little bit, and I think you, you kind of stole the words out of my mouth. I was going to say that I think we should continue to commemorate and remember the 2013 Iron Bowl kick six. I, don't, I, I agree that maybe it is slightly overplayed, but I think a large part of that is, you know, people like CBS Sports or like Ronnie Duke, whoever runs the ESPN account, just like, randomly posting on Instagram like in April and be like remember this and then because obviously we've seen it thousands of times so yes it it is a bit overplay it's a little bit overkill but like you said that is the greatest I would argue that is a top three greatest sports moment in history regardless of the sport so I think it's very important to still remember it and commemorate it and like Garber said 10 year anniversary whole team was there Great, love it. It is, but here I'll, I'll fire back at you. Let's say you go home for Christmas dinner and you see that play on social media. You can't look over at Scott or Courtney and be like, "Hey, check this out." They'll be like, "Oh, check out fourth and 31 You're like, I, oh. I absolutely can because that play is not even on close to the same pedestal as the kick six. All things considered, but I'll say this: it, that when you talk about crazy plays like that, which sadly was the only thing we had. And we were, I was talking about this with Garber. Instead of bringing a knife to a gunfight, which they had never had a thing like that, they now have a BB gun to a gunfight. They have something. A I'm miracle still winning play. that fight, though. But what there's it's if you bring that up in an argument, we haven't now, had anything. We haven't had anything to celebrate, really. The, I mean, we have how many times we've been in Alabama since 2013? Like three times, and let's let's move on to more of exactly gotta, talk. Gotta, but that's no, I, we, it's we still celebrate it like it's. And with this Saturday would have been another step in that to where that's we still compete and beat Alabama. And now the past few times at Jordan Hare where we beat them, the magical places, they've had the return of offering us with the most devastating losses. And now we have no argument. It's, it's done at the moment. We have nothing. That's I'll why say, we needed this one. I'll, I'll say this. We're not we, – we, there's still a – we still have a win not that far away. 2019 seems, I guess, kind of far. It's not that far away. So we're, it's not like we, we're on the all-time, you know, an all-time drought where, you know, like. Well, that's the thing we are. Bama has never won four Iron Bowls in the row in the history of the Iron Bowl until our four years of college. No, I, I'm not saying it's good. I'm just saying, like, it's not. But we are on a historical drought. 
okay, yes, historical drought for us. I'm just talking. About, I'm not saying, but there have been other programs with all time. I mean, how, how many games did Michigan lose in a row to the high state? That's you true. know, like I, I'm not gonna go that far. Like I think once you start, you know, getting this down in the dumps, that's how you let Alabama beat yeah, you and on the beat you as a just a fan base and a team. You, you can't get there. I want to kind of turn from all – not all this, but I do want to bring up a point. I want to know your thoughts on this. I started thinking about this because this is the last – this is the final year of the four-team playoff. And how how much does it suck that this is the last time really in probably a long time that we get a chance to bounce Bama from the playoffs in the Iron Bowl? Because now it's never it's never going to matter. I mean, Bama is going to be hard to, hard to keep out of a 12-team playoff for the next for, – for the foreseeable future – and so the Iron Bowl, and that's why I really am not the biggest fan of the 12-team playoff because it diminishes a game like that. Because if, if on Saturday we had went we had went and finished that game out and won, Alabama cannot go to the playoffs. Now Alabama can beat Georgia. They're going to get a bid in, in the playoffs, and I think have the, have the team have the guts to win the national championship, which would be even more demoralizing. This would be the biggest dagger. If Bama comes out and beats Georgia, and then both of them get in. I don't think they. Put, I don't. I don't think they possible. put Georgia in because I don't think Georgia has enough strength of schedule. Well, would you? But still, what are y'all's thoughts on that with the playoff stuff? I don't, I don't even want to think it's about it that way. I think I want to think more along like I don't want. There's no way Auburn would not be in a 12 team play. I want to think like that. Why don't we think like that? There is. Well, more I'm just saying. We're, I'm just saying. Right, we can't right now. We we could eventually, but I'm just saying like. It is sad. Not that the Iron Bowl will always matter, and it will matter forever and always, no matter records of either time. But it does add a little bit of juice to us, you know, when we get the chance to, you know, ruin Alabama's season. If we don't have anything to play for, we get to at least, you know, ruin the ruin their season, send them to the Sugar Bowl rather than, you know, the college football playoff. Would be would have been tremendous to see, and oh, that's yeah. the final time because now this game is getting played next year, and that happens, and we win. It doesn't matter. Alabama's still getting in probably at, like, an 11 seed, and it's just Alabama. It's Nick Saban. They always have a chance. That's why hear me I think out, you have to earn it in the regular season. I think the fl- the other side of that coin, because we have, you know, we've started off and we have a lot to be negative about, but on the bright side of the 12-team playoffs, it gives us, you know, with where our program is right now and for the next, I'd probably say, three years, it, that game's always going to give us the opportunity to be in the 12-team playoff. Because with you finishing the season off with a win over Alabama, I think there's we can have this argument. This is way down the line, I guess. But a nine and three Auburn team that wins the Iron Bowl is a top twelve team in the country. There's no doubt about it. So I think the depends other side on, is there's more opportunity. Depends for on us Alabama. To, depends on the rest of the landscape college football at the time. But I can see I can see where that could. Be I agree. Us. I think if Auburn, I think any nine and three Auburn team deserves to be in the top twelve, considering strength of schedule and things like that, especially like. Next year, like, if you look at our schedule, like, this is probably the weakest schedule we've seen in a long, long time. Like, I mean, we have eight home games, four away games. Those four away games are Bama, Georgia. You can chalk those as L's if you want. And, you have Kentucky. and then Kentucky and Missouri. Mm-hmm. So, if we win one of those, and I, I'm, ass- I'm assuming we went out at home, uh, I mean. Oklahoma's the best team we play at home. Oh, yeah. And yeah, y'all have a way more. Who knows with them? Y'all have a way more better way to take this than I do and we were talking immediately after the game like how do you handle like a loss of this magnitude or this not magnitude I mean it was we were playing, playing with house money but more along the lines of like how do you handle this level of heartbreak we we're talking about even going and playing laser tag I love that y'all are even looking to next season and thinking about playoff hopes. well that's what that's what happens when you get a, when you get two nights of rest in between yeah in, in between I wasn't thinking that, this I was not no I mean it, it's good we didn't have a post an immediate post game I would not have been able to do it uh no. What what really comes down to was that yes, like you said, it was a house money game. So yes, in the grand scheme of things, in you know five weeks, it's not going to matter whether we won that game or not. Like it, you know, it's like or we're not going to look back and be like, oh, like Auburn should have won that game. But we should have by the game by the way we played that game. We had them <laughs> literally in a fourth and thirty-one. I mean, it's just. I, I was I spent the entire fourth quarter just expecting to lose, you know, the whole time expecting to lose, and, then, and I let myself expect us to win for about a minute, about a minute, or I guess it got drug out because of those two timeouts, you know, those yeah. f- that three minute Retweet. span, three minute span in my head 
I didn't verbalize it, so you can't blame me. I did not. I didn't, I, I, did, I didn't jinx it. But in my head, I was. I had 100% Auburn win probability in my head. I did not have 99.9, and I let myself do it. And because I've seen Auburn too many times, where you know you can't let yourself get that excited and expect a win because you've seen it ripped out. But man, we we found a new way. So mm-hmm. I mean. It was yeah. it was the bad snap for me. I had immediate flashbacks of Jalen Hurts when it happened like twice in a row. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God, it's happening again. But Yeah, to, to wrap up this first segment, I would like to make a public apology. For those of you that follow us, by the way, follow us on Twitter, at Barners B4, the number four bed. And I issued a statement where I said I will not step foot in Jordan-Hare Stadium again. And... The realization of this was in the stadium, and I, again, deeply apologize. That fourth and one play, when we called the timeout, I had another jacket, and the entire game I didn't wear it. And then I was thinking to myself, when we storm the field, I don't want to lose this, so just put it on. And I put it on, and it happened. So I apologize. But on that note, we will come back and uh, look, give out some awards after the season. Would have liked to do this in a more fun tone, more happy tone. And then later on, we got, thank goodness, by the way, we got some fun hoops to watch this week, too, to get our mind off football. And, and of course, at the end, we'll give our picks for championship week. But thank you guys for staying up with us, and we will be back shortly. Now back to the field for more Auburn soccer. And welcome what? back to Bars Before Bed. A little uh, different football. Kind of, I was thinking about this. Last year, the World Cup was going on. Garber, you want to do a little five-second talking soccer? Uh, That's a good way to get your mind off the, uh, the I game. I saw that bicycle kick yesterday. Yeah, like goal of the year. That was pretty, that was that was pretty crazy. <laughs> and I was talking soccer. And you. Well, uh, let's, before we – we're going to break down our season awards for this year. But first, I, I have a question for you guys, and I want y'all's approval before I do this because I don't want to be that guy. And y'all know what I mean by that guy. It's like, dude's not really locked in for four years and then just at the last second when they're good – joins in but this past Saturday after I heard a couple of students who did not grow up in the state of Alabama or grow up an Auburn fan basically talking about the fact that oh there's just classic Auburn I'm like no listen we used to be good this is not Auburn what you've seen is not Auburn this is not us they're also used to seeing the basketball team be competitive but that's also not historically accurate yeah that's also not historically accurate but to continue my point I do not want this to be the last taste of my mouth as an Auburn student when it comes to sports. And as it's been well documented, my ties for basketball are very strong towards Kentucky, my home team. So I'm asking you guys, are you okay with me who it will be cheering hard for our Auburn basketball program, joining you guys to watch games and be a part of any group chat or any sort of yeah, fan? Yeah, you did this last year, though. You did it for about a week and then you quit. So I, I'm gonna have to see it. Um, it's it, I, I, on paper, in theory, I accept. I accept your uh, joining. You know, as you should. You know, you should root for the school that you're, you know, get a degree from, and go to. But um, you did this last year, and so and then you quit pretty quickly. So I don't, I don't know. I, I just gotta see it. Um, you gotta earn it. There was a certain Instagram story where one of our current players, and he still was at the time, said that he only babysits on Saturday, and that rubbed me the wrong way. But, to say your point, thank you. And I think it's very fair that I have a tryout. A two-week non-conference tryout to prove that I belong. Maybe even sitting in the jungle for not one of the primetime games as well. And I can we can do like a Twitter live stream of me Sorry, doing wait, it too. Are you saying that you're becoming an Auburn fan, or are you going to be rooting for Kentucky when Auburn plays Kentucky? That will be up in the air. So does that hurt my resume for this? Well, I don't know why you're not already rooting for Auburn, if that's the case. I'll go neutral. I think you just need to stop talking. You're making a worst case for yourself. No, I, that's you what could, I'm saying. No, like, I will, I'll give you this, Trey. You, you claiming, I got to see it first, This is you claiming to be neutral for that game is a big step. That's a step in the right direction. So You can't be neutral. That's dumb. Imagine being neutral no one during, no one during, stays a, during a neutral. game. No one stays neutral. So if the what, what, Titans what, 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 is, what is neutral? If the Am Titans I, and Auburn played each other, who are you cheering for? That's not a hypothetical. No, but if in a crazy world that that happens, who are you cheering for? There's not, that's that not, not, that's not the same thing. I'd argue in I don't some go to, sort I, of I, I don't go to school in the Titans. Like, the, the Titans aren't my, my universe. Okay, well, let's say Garber. <laughs> yeah. Garber. 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 
Garber, you moved to Philadelphia and randomly become like you, all your I friends are become, Eagles fans. I wouldn't be an Eagles fan. I'd stay a Titans fan. Exactly. So I moved to Auburn. Yeah, but you 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 chose see? to see? you chose to get your degree from Auburn University. You've paid in. You've invested many a dollar. Yeah, for my education. No, so, okay, this, this is hurting my resume. This is like... Am, I, am I the only person in this circle that's been an Auburn fan since 2006? In football, yes. So, half of me, yes. Yeah, my sister didn't go to school here until 2009. Parents didn't go to really football schools at all, so... Let's also clarify, I don't... I'll let you have it. I'm not like a... I you cheer were, for you, Auburn basketball. You were 19 then, in 06, right? Oh, that joke again. Wow, that was a <laughs> jab of the night. One for garb. But I, I cheer for Auburn basketball. Like I, I'm I don't s- think you do, but you can. <laughs> no, you don't. You don't. <laughs> you, you, many, you never have. How many people? Us. How many people out you, there that claim to be an Auburn basketball fan know who Malcolm Canada or Rob? Knowledge I was not equal fandom. fandom. I, I can name drop. Fandom. Like I can name drop like Alex Poitras and people like that. Okay, I know who. I watch the Barbie games with my family, who are Auburn alums. Kentucky guy. I'm a fourth generation Auburn. Kentucky student. guy. That's also I'm throwing that on my resume. I'm a fourth generation Auburn student. Okay. Who did Barbie coach? Co- where did Barbie coach before he went to Auburn? UMass, right? Or he played at UMass? Kentucky. No, he didn't. He, he was Cal's he, assistant. Yeah, he got fired from Auburn, then got picked up by Kentucky, oh, and he was still, a terrible still, assistant. Still a Kentucky guy. He was an all-time atrocious assistant. But we'll be having our hoop segment for the third. Let's go ahead and break down these awards, which we're going to nominate that didn't guys. Go the way you wanted it, Trey. <laughs> so <laughs> they, they, this is, that was sort of that similar to like you lost the, your own fight <laughs> in Step Brothers when they applied for the jobs in Tuxes. Like me, y'all mentioning the Kentucky thing was sort of like me showing up in the Tux. But right. I'm still going to cheer for this. Pro- that is, I do not want that to be my last memory. Even baseball too. I will be out there in the outfield with my lawn you don't chair. Like baseball. I really don't <laughs> like baseball, but I would love an Omaha trip to make up Omaha's cool for lost football memories. How about that? Omaha's awesome baseball. How about this? I would much rather be in Phoenix with you guys having fun at the Final Four than my Kentucky friends. Let me tell you what. This I'm going to go ahead and say it, and this is bad. very big coming for me, being one of the uh, biggest Auburn basketball fans ever. Um, a Final Four trip will not make up for this year's Iron Bowl in my heart. So, Wow. I think – that's a big statement to say, and I think I mean it. Yeah, I think that's going to be one that you have to like revisit six months after the fact. And yeah, that's that is very and then you true. Could, you could weigh it forty eight hours you, you, later. You could weigh weigh the options, um, but yeah, I think I'd tend to agree. All right. Nonetheless, here we go. The uh, Auburn or the Barners Before Bed postseason awards. The first one we'll kick off with MVP. My nominee is Jalen Simpson. I like it. Um, I probably I would go Jalen Simpson as well, but I'll throw another name on the ballot. Let's go Marcus Harris. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go Bo Nix. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Bo Nix has made his way to another finalist He's list. He's confident. Wow. There's a name that I'm hoping Graham says because he deserves a mention, but go ahead, Mel. I, I mean, I want to save him. I, who are you thinking? I was thinking of – Number nine, the one on exactly. defense. Yes, exactly. But I'm going to save him for later. Same. So I'll go. I mean, it's it's Jay Simp. I it mean, is. he's probably going to be a second team All American. Maybe he'll be all first team All SEC. So it's got to be him, right? First unless yeah, unless unless Oscar is our best player. Oscar, Oscar, put Oscar on the on the ballot. All right. Yeah. Oscar. Yeah. Oscar. Oscar. McPherson. He went 100 yeah, regular McPherson. season. Yeah. He's not gonna. I, so I look. I don't know why I did this, but I looked at kicker stats last night or two nights ago. There's a guy. I think it's it's Miami Ohio's kicker is 23 of 23 on the year. So I was I was looking like to see like you know who's in the lead for percentage and most field goals made. So that guy's gonna win the is it Groza award? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, and that, I, we're gonna, gonna get Alex, we're gonna but, get second though. But I don't know. Maybe I mean Auburn's a bigger school. I mean. Twenty-three of twenty-three is kicking. Insane. He's kicking against. Whoa, harder. Are we, 19, Does that matter? McPherson's kicking against harder competition. Does that matter yeah. for was kicking? He only kicked thirteen field goals though. Did he yeah. really? Or thirteen or fifteen? I somewhere. thought it was. Maybe it's his consecutive in a row because it dips into last season. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> okay, so no, yeah, I thought he's no, made he, like he, yeah, he, yeah. He's made like seventeen or eighteen in a row. Moving on to the newcomer of the year, and I had an asterisk next to one of my guys. I, I put McPherson. I know he was a he played a couple games last year, but. Uh, scratch that. Actually, he he played last year. He's also and then the other one was Rivaldo because I really didn't feel like he led us in receiving yards. Is that uh, that's my guy? I'll go Rivaldo. Um. Yeah, I was thinking Rivaldo. Uh, I mean, I could say Asante 
mainly just because he came up from scout team last year. Really, uh, what's the uh, what is I, I'd the... call him a newcomer because yeah, he, 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 well. he didn't get any meaningful snaps at all last year. So, or do you want to do true freshman slash transfers newcomer, or do we want to be like no, just burst onto the scene? It's like well, that's also surprise of the year. Player. That's kind of the same award. Oh, I didn't see that. actually. No, I got. I actually have a new one. No, uh, Jalen McLeod. Okay. Yeah. Rivaldo so and Jalen McLeod. I'm gonna go with Kay and Lee. That he played well this year. New guy. Yeah. Bright future. Mel. I I'm riding with you, Trey. Again, I'm going Rivaldo. I think he was probably he statistically at least was the second best receiving tight end in the SEC. So that is true. The next, the next award, and I think this one might be unanimous. Actually, maybe not after Saturday because another one popped in my head. But most likely to transfer, I have Robbie Ashford. You said so. Okay. It's an award. It's not. It's not. I don't think I'll post this one. This is more. Of a, the other one I had in mind was Coy Moore, and that's for you. Y'all know why. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um. Yeah, I think most likely to transfer. I think it's just you. All right, Robbie. Let's, let's uh, congratulations. Thirty-two. Thirty-two. Coy Moore is graduated. Is Coy Moore too smart too? So thirty-two is transferring to grad transfer to Vandy. He's, no, he's he's transferring to the corporate world. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, and I hope he. I hope it works. He's out transferring for you. to a nine. He's gonna be like a David Goggins. Of <laughs> Thirty-two. I hope it works out for you, buddy. Coy Moore is is he our Trey Matthews, Josh Harvey, Clemens, where, like, they both had to transfer after that. And they did. One went to Auburn, one went to Louisville. So, and Trey Matthews balled here. Watch Coy go to a different school and ball out. Probably. Yeah. No, that would be our Kobe Hudson. What did Kobe do didn't to, he, like, would have that? Kobe's having a good year. Yeah, he had a good year, yeah, yeah, a good year this yeah, but year. but Kobe didn't Man, have, like, a, a, great year too, a mistake think, right? that would, like, uh, hang not, with him. Uh, Penn State away the pass. Yeah, but, I, like, I don't even remember that, what it, it was. I remember. This is a double pass, and he just, like, dropped it. Dropped it. But that's not on the level of, like, uh, tipping a ball up to Ricardo Lewis or dropping a punt against Bama with, like, I guess. Yeah. Anyways, congrats, Are you, go- are you going with – you said Robbie? Yeah. Jack? Robbie was, was – I think I'm going Robbie and Holden. I'm going both. I think Holden, both are going. No, no t- me and Jay Teal have talked hard about this. Holden – Yeah, is- I know what Jay says. He's He thinks he's just, so, like, such an Auburn guy that he would just stay regardless if he played football or not, which yes. maybe that's true, but – I think it would be foolish of Auburn and Hugh Freeze and Co. to not go after a quarterback just as good why could, or why, better. Why could Holden not be in, in the conversation for next year? He'll be a junior. I think you absolutely have to go after a Riley Leonard because, because of how poor like our situation was this year at quarterback, not knowing, and he didn't get a shot. And Yeah, but I think that was just because – I think that was mental stuff. I think that was like he just didn't know – I, I think one but more. Also, that's a problem. They got a whole other year, though. You don't think you could, you know? No, because our starting. I think you absolutely. Some, what's the kid from Kansas State's name? Will, Will what? Howard. Will Howard. You absolutely go after the Will Howards, the Riley the Riley Leonard's of the world. <laughs> you absolutely like. Well, at this point, we need every the, we need every guy in the room exa- as possible. Exactly. I mean, let's have yeah, a nine, the, the nine man QB room. The quarterback competition this year was like watching out. midgets do the vertical jump. Like we got to like I I think we absolutely need to get a big name. You sound like, like that. Man. I'm not riding with Peyton. I'm sorry. You're going five of six. He didn't progress at all whatsoever this year. I'm sorry. He had one good game against Arkansas. Yeah. And I mean. Well, like, this yeah. was probably the, the most poor executed award nominee show in a while because we have reached the point where we now have to take a break. But, Mello, before we go, you're not doing a great job of beating the old allegations calling a true senior a kid. <laughs> I don't know if anyone caught that at home, but that made me giggle inside. But, anyways, we're going to take a quick break, come back, ra- wrap up the um, the award nominations. You'll see it on Twitter where you can vote for your Barnes for Bed Award of the Year, even though it's kind of goofy, a couple of them, and one was unanimous. But nonetheless, we'll come back, talk hoops, talk lines for Championship Week, and yeah, we'll be back shortly. And welcome back to Barters Before Bed. A lot more positive vibe here in the Weagle War Room than I was expecting, which is good. We, we needed to talk it out, get get the rust from Saturday out. But to continue on with our postseason award ceremony, what's it? So we actually have someone who won a bunch of postseason awards. Jack, it, should we throw a Mister Hustle award in there too? And you can pick it by yourself, by like all you. Okay. Who's your Mister Hustle award winner? I mean, I I'm gonna say him just because he was a, a demon this year, 
gonna, I think he's going to win another award for us, but you, Asante, Eugene was the Mr. Hustle. hustle. Yeah. Can I get a Trey Atkins special teams oh, dog actually, of the no, year? I take it back. I take it back. Griffin Speaks, your Mr. Oh, hustle, you just buddy. took mine. Yeah, I was, he was about to be special I, uh, teams dog of the year. I had, I had an honorable mention for that. Uh, Keontae Scott. Mr. Hustle on uh, on the defense, you know, there's some things to be said. Catching uh, punts too, dude. Did he did he muff a punt this year? Surely. Yeah, early in the season he did. Yeah. But but only one though, right? I think. Well, I think multiple. But all right, never mind. They might not. I digress. Have, they might not have all been not. My, they, I don't think they were all lost. I don't think but, they were. I think. <laughs> but I mean, that was. I mean, all right. I I I, 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 I teed this one up. I actually was trying to be genuine. He, I love Keontae Scott on, on the I defense. And uh, just as an Auburn guy, he loves Auburn. He flies around, which I just appreciate. Great back More pedal. guys flying around. But can we talk about what kind of joke it was, that muff punt? The whole year we talk about, Graham and I, I are on a, on a soapbox about, no, I, we just got to gotta verbalize. You got to talk these things through. And – we're on our soapbox talking about Keontae Scott and dropping punts, and you know it just doesn't make a lot of sense why you keep putting the same guy out there. But then again, he started turning around all year. Like the second half of the season, really didn't muff any. Even returned one for a touchdown against Arkansas. Has a clean game all the way through, and then the very last punt of the regular season, he's not on the field. Apparently, and another number zero out. drops the ball. I mean, you can't script. You can't script the level of agony and. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, that's that, cruel. That's I was cruel Hugh, Freeze, Hugh Freeze did say that he was the reason why I didn't go out for the punt is because he's banged up or something. I I think that's very anti-football of him, I, considering I, the stakes and everything. But that is what Hugh Freeze said. I just think it's crazy putting a new guy out there for the last one. If if it was done intentionally, which Hugh Freeze was not even aware. Corey Moore has been out there though, and he's the he only, has guy, been out only there. guy that has not muffed a punt until that no. moment. I'm All year. A, I want to say that Cormore has muffed a punt, too. I can promise. I'm, like, 90% sure he hasn't. Javarius has. Jay Fair has. Keontae has. Those are the four guys that have been out there. You know who's number five? That, that, then that even makes it funny. I mean, that's, that's – Yeah, it's comical. That's, a, that's It's almost co- – you almost have to laugh, you know? Yeah. Not quite. That also had a hurt for Keontae – he he beat the the two more awards. Are we gonna do <laughs> Yeah, okay. Yeah, are we the, doing Mr. Hustle or football football guy of the year? Yeah, the we? football guy of the year is up next, but let me say this for Keontae, he beat the muffing punts guy allegations, and then of course the guy who wears his same number goes out there and muffs one, and the entire stadium thought it was Keontae. So like that had to be like, dang it. But would have liked the guy to wear a different number, wouldn't you say, if you're not gonna be out there? Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, well, <laughs> anyways. The football guy of the year. You, you skipped me on Mr. Hustle. No, you didn't get it. Was Jack was the that was my the, fault. The dictator. I, I, on that I, I had oh, excuse me. No, Garber, that was that was good spew. We we I wanted to I wanted to hear your take on the because you've been well, very for what it's worth. Minus punts. Cam Stutz for Mr. Hustle. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You missed. Uh, so like how Jack won JV Mr. Hustle for McGill, he'll win JV Mr. Hustle for Barnard. Uh, sure. Okay. <laughs> sure. But anyways, the football guy of the year. My nominee, I had three in my mind. Jake Rosdick for attending every game, but he had to, so that asterisk, that doesn't count. Cry, a crying kid versus New Mexico State. And this is, I think he deserves it because that reminded me so much of me growing up. And I actually have a cool story for you guys. Walking out of Pasadena as a 12-year-old, maybe too old to ball my eyes out like I was doing, but I'm sure everyone else was. I ran into uh, Trevon Reed, and he told me, he put his arm around me and goes, Listen, kid, it's going to get better. We'll be back. Coach, it's on you now. We still got 11 years, but anyway, thank you. That actually cheered me up when I was bawling crying. So to cheer this kid up, I would like to nominate him for Football Guy of the Year because that mirrored a 12-year-old Trey. I'm going with Walker White. <laughs> That's a good one. That's fair. I like it. I like He's it. He's awesome. Yeah, he's a little bit of a goober, but I kind of like. Yeah, it, it, a little goobery, but but I but it's good. I mean, I th- and I think all the recruit, yeah, the sweatshirt with all the potential That's recruits awesome. on his last na- all their it. last names on his sweatshirt. It's fires crazy. It move, fires the team across the state up so much too. Like makes him so angry that he has confidence in our program. I love it. I love the unbridled confidence that we can he can flip this around. Yeah, I'm, I'm casting my vote to uh, Jake for not uh, not being like any other plainsman and smiling and laughing every time we were losing when he, when yeah, he was put on true. the jumbotron yeah. um he kept he kept he kept the emotions true of a real auburn man so i give fo- my football guy, guy of the year same here to jake ross also gritty photo leaked of him on twitter of him 
carrying the trophy, which it looked like it had to be heavy and uh, just a, a tough, tough snap there for our guy Jake. But he also stayed for. He was a plainsman for two years and had to stay through every game last year. And then this year, the New Mexico State game, full and through, went to Cal Berkeley. Missed out on a few fun memories we had by going to Atlanta where he was in Fayetteville. So props to Jake. Mel, who's your football guy of the year? I'll nominate Bruce Pearl. Um, had a really good time. You know, I think it was, what, two weekends ago, we, we tailgated with him at the Rogers tent. Uh, he had solo cup in hand. He was ready to tailgate and ready for a good football game. So And happy to take a picture with us. Happy him. to take a picture with us, too. We got a really good flick. We'll post that on the Twitter later. But uh, Bruce Pearl. And then next, I'm going myself. Um, I think I have photo evidence of each and every one of you sitting down at one point during an Auburn football game this year. Knee. That's because of the bad knee. Did you, I, can't be I have a bad knee and two bad ankles, too, and I'm like 45. That's so kind of lame nice. self-nominating. Um, I'm also... Did you boo the band? The yeah, Garber gave a full twenty I, at halftime. I, I mean, not really. I gave, but I, gave, I, I gave my full effort. I didn't hear a note the million dollar band played. So, I'm yeah, pretty, I was pretty proud. of I think I here. went undefeated, uh, bringing my own drinks to the game. Yeah, where I was going with that was the standing thing, and also, uh, I think I am going to win the BBB BBW gift card. That was a little, okay. <laughs> yeah. That was a little Mickey B-double, though, dude. A, a couple people. Um, Bars for bed, Buffalo Wild Wings. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for also <laughs> not BBW, BWW. <laughs> excuse me. Pardon, um, pardon me. One guy we're forgetting to we're, mention is <laughs> train is leaving the tracks right now. We gotta well, get, yeah, we gotta get, is, get back on the track. To get tracks, back yeah. on the track here, I'll say this: one guy we're forgetting to mention is my uh, roommate's father. Mr. Braden Rogers, who was second place for the Koneka Sausage Tailgate of the game twice, he got robbed. Didn't complain, just got right back at it, had his tailgate with Bruce Pearl, and had a fantastic one, which you alluded to, Mel. And uh, I also would like to apologize, and thank you to my dad for pointing this out. Minus football tokens alert. Oh, brother, this guy stinks! It was actually Zach Etheridge that told me that everything was going to be better, not Trevon. Trevon was playing in the game. Still another coach. But yeah, yeah still another coach. I got, got him mixed up. But thank you, Zach. That, mm. that cheered me up. But anyways, we're now going to detour towards hoops after all that... Madness of the award ceremony. Do we even have time? We didn't even finish. Yeah, yeah we, wait. Oh no, we have one more word. Surprise of the year. <laughs> surprise of the year. Um, I'll I'll say my surprise of the year, Graham. The fact that you didn't sit down. We had a couple eleven a.m.ers and you did stand up. So you'll be nominated for that one. Congrats. Thank you. I'm nominating my grandmother. Uh, lifelong Bama fan. Had has season tickets still to this day. Met her husband there. She was in navy and orange this Saturday. My surprise of the year is uh, Scott Lewis. He showed up to an Auburn game. His father was Tommy Lewis. If you know football, you know how big of a deal that guy was in Alabama football history. So Scott Lewis showing up to an Auburn game and cheering for Auburn. Surprise of the year. He cheered, really? For Auburn? Yeah, he gave a few claps, a few high fives. Oh, those were those had to be some sympathy claps. Like, my kid goes here, like one of those soft, like, I'd rather be in T-Town I'll take claps. It. But I'll take it, though. Thank you. Thank you, Scotty. That We appreciate that one. Garb, who's your newcomer of the year? Which should have been players. I love that it detoured to surprise. the fans. Is this wait? Is this surprise of the year? Or surprise this, of the year. My bad. My bad. Or is this uh, so surprise player of the year? Um, I, I guess I'll come out and I'll say. Uh, hmm. It's got to be Gene. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a player, been, right? Eugene, yeah. yeah. I just, yeah, I, that, that was kind of who I would have gone. He kind of or uh, like Nick Martiner. Jair Shorter just Jair being Shorter. non-existent when he was like a top 10 SEC transfer. Yeah, I guess. I, I wanted to keep it positive, but yeah, there yeah. are so there are, so there are a lot of negative Johan. surprises. You could just say New Mexico. Johan <laughs> Traor. You say, Calendar uh, year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you could just say New Mexico State. That's uh, That probably goes down as 31. More than 31. <laughs> T. Also, Grizzly in Auburn, Alabama. Yeah, how about that one? <laughs> yeah. Like, who, who threw that doozy? And so, yeah, that's another yeah, – a lot, a lot of surprises of the year. Um, Not always good ones, but surprise nonetheless. I mean, we're, we're joking around, but we all, all got to see some great things in college, like SUNY Lee doing the, the <laughs> backflip. Don't worry, guys. Don't worry, listeners. Also, <laughs> these laughs are just hiding our misery right now. We're, we're Smiling through the pain. Yeah, we're, through the pain. we're laughing through the pain. We're, we're – 
yeah, we're, we're all my still, makeup we're all is still, running down my face right now. Yeah, we're all <laughs> we're all in active tears right now. Another uh, surprise is that oh, even this that we've made it to thirty three episodes and have merch now too, which is cool. That we, is we've, really cool. Yeah, is, we've yeah we've yeah. shout out. What's the guy's name? That Briggs Pal Auburn alum. Hey, thank you. Griggs. That's really thank awesome. you. Yeah, thank you. shout out the G. Work. Well, any other awards that you'd like to throw out? This is a uh, hopefully another award down the road in New York for this crew. It's the nominations are set to come out. I believe we sent in our 28th episode. So if you want to, and what is this for again? You know, the IBS awards. That's the awesome. From the listen, from the listeners, I have vote. one more award. I wonder if we could send in this one late. I'm sure they'd love to hear how <laughs> this would not win an award. <laughs> no, it's how uh, the Auburn fans cope with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, worst Auburn student in the history of the university award goes to Murphy Stapleton. I think yeah. that's a fair award. Yeah, thank you, Murph, for not making me look like a complete tool with my Kentucky basketball fandom. So shout out to him. And well, y'all are one and the same when it comes oh, to basketball. Oh, come on. Really? When it comes to basketball, yes. I mean, if you. He says he like between Bam and Auburn, he likes whoever is better. Murphy's words. Oh, when it comes that's to basketball, no, yeah. <laughs> not the same. Way worse. Yeah, but Trey, what if like Kentucky's not very good and Auburn goes on a run in Final Four? Are you just going to be like. Are you kidding me? I, by the way, I, I am, you can't no, just hop ship like I, that. I am, I am, I'm not kidding you because you don't, because you didn't, you actively rooted, you, you said you did, you, Take the quote from you was, I do not like Auburn basketball. That was a quote from you last year. How can you come? When was this? Why, why would you say that? Okay, why would you I'm, say that if you go here? You could, you could just choose to be a Kentucky fan and, you know, stand on the sidelines and just root for us when, you know. When things don't matter, but you actively <laughs> talked ro- about this. You've actively <laughs> rooted. I do. I We've addressed this. this is, we're I, being, I being a dead horse right now. I want. I, I, I want to. I want. Your resume to. was turned I, I want to do it again. Fifteen minutes. I, I want to do it again. I actively <laughs> cheer for my school. It's sometimes John Wesley Rogers and y'all three teeter me to the point where I'm like, this is annoying. For being a fan of a team? <laughs> well, the, cheer for your for being school. Or own it. Or own it. Are we the annoying Auburn fans? Really? Timeout. I wish we had a phone line so Tracy Atkins could call in and talk about how she had to ground me after I made a scene following Auburn's loss to Virginia in 2019 after Auburn beat Kentucky. And that's a great time to take a break. Thank you guys for staying up and listening to us on Barners Before Bed, and we'll come back talk picks. We didn't even get to give our basketball picks, so that's a I don't even care. <laughs> great week of hoops. So it is. It is a great week of hoops. Yeah. I've so when we come back shortly, we will have that. So thank you guys. And welcome back to Barners Before Bed. You know, one of the things we talked about today at the dinner table is uh, what, what else do we have over Alabama? One of them is that an Auburn degree means a lot more than an Alabama degree, but a lot of people would listen to this episode and probably think that Auburn students do not have brain cells. This has been a goofy one, but a fun one. Talk and shop. Yeah, talk and shop, talk and ball. And speaking of talking ball, let's talk good old-fashioned championship week gambling lines. And I also want to go down the list of the hoops at some point. There was a lot of games where I don't know anything about the teams yet, like Georgia and Wake Forest. I, I, that would just be like a pick them. So we can probably just talk about the, the primetime ones. But anyways, I will kick us off first. Garber, you're lucky. Looks like the NFL draft thing got deleted, so I will not be overplaying that. So without me, further uh, – or yeah, go ahead and give us the update. Let me give us the final update going in. Um – Without, we did not have a show last week due to Thanksgiving break. Um, Jack and Graham did make picks. Trey and I did not. Um, we were penalized for it. So at this point, the standings go. Um, Graham is in the lead with 29 points, followed by me with 25. VZ now with 24, and Trey with 23. I'm the only one that could potentially tie it, so I would have to go 4 and 0, and Graham will have to go 0 and 4. So I think since Graham is in the lead there, I think he I think he should have to make his picks first, so that he can't he doesn't just double one up with me and guarantee him a win. Oh, anyone same. agree? Wow, this yeah, is a no, but put him right on the spot. My wait, picks prepared. Wait, Graham. Any, anyone agree? Same. Graham, one I'm second. I'm not even giving my picks. It's just you two should give your picks. Everyone right. give your picks. All right, now go. V, 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 Are we pick. doing uh, spread underdog spread same as usual over under? See, that should deduct points. We, this is week 14. You still don't know the routine here? No, I do. I'm just saying if we had any, you know, something different going on for championship weekend. No, no but, we're, uh, do, we're doing the same. We're doing the same. All right, well, all right. Um, my underdog spread is Washington plus nine and a half. Unless it's plus ten on another. It is plus nine and a half. All right, well, I'll do uh, Washington plus nine. That's a wagon. 
Um, I don't need to explain myself there why. Um, You're not at all curious as to why the higher-ranked team is underdog by a nine and a half? Do you think they just messed up? Yes. I think it's fascinating for sure. But um, I'm, I'm rocking with Michael Penix Jr. and company. Um, and it's also I, I know Bo Nix too well. I know him too well, man. Um, for my, uh, let's see, I'll do the Alabama Georgia under, under fifty four and a half. Um, and then for my over, give me the oh wow yes, give me the SMU Tulane over over forty eight and a half. And then. Oh my goodness! I'm just now seeing that I was plus twenty three against Michigan. Um, for my favorite, let's see. Give me. These are really well crafted. Yeah, yeah. No, no, you can tell I haven't did not come prepared. Give me, give me Florida State minus two and a half. Wow, with a backup let's quarterback. See, let's see if off the cuff Graham. Can yeah, just, just you know. Uh oh, he got cute there at the end though. The yeah, he he did not. Uh, he didn't think about the fact that someone's still on his tail. So we we'll go. I'll go counterclockwise here, and I'll speed it up. And uh, I have probably had one of the biggest fumbles in this because I was ahead at the time, and then in Nashville forgot to put my picks in last week and forgot to put them in. So that's eight L's that I did not. I had a shot to turn into victories and decided not to for some reason. But anyways, uh, my favorite pick is Georgia minus five. I think the dogs are going to roll. I still do not I believe think. the number six last I checked. Even if it moved to six, give me that. Moving on, Michigan, Iowa, over 35 and a half. This is giving me Army Navy vibes of how low it is. And just it, it's going to be corn football at its finest. It's going to be classic JJ McCarthy under center. Boring. But you want over, I want it to be exciting. I want it to be exciting. Okay. So give, give me the over. Louisville, Florida State under 51.5. The cards have nothing to play for, and Florida State's without their quarterback, so I believe this could be a token Steelers-Ravens 10-7 type snoozer, especially with it being the ACC, because who cares? What, and is, then, that, what is that number? 51.5. And, right. and then, in honor of me being a huge anti-conference realignment guy and SMU going to the ACC, I will be cheering for the Wave. Is roll wave? What I don't really know what their mascot. The two lane, nonetheless, green plus wave. four green wave. green wave. Yeah, plus four against SMU and SMU's last ever American Conference two lanes, championship. Two favorites. So it was. Yeah, it's two lane plus four. Nope. Nope. It's two lanes works. minus minus. Four? They're minus five and a half right now. Wow. Okay. That back to the drawing board. I'll just tail Garber on my uh, underdog <laughs> pick. So Garber, the floor is yours. All right. Um, Please don't be Bama plus five. That would make me have to get back and do some research. Uh, no, I will not take Alabama whatsoever. Um, Oregon minus nine point five is my favorite. Uh, I just do think it's a better team. I think Washington beat them strictly because it was at Washington. Now at a neutral site, I believe in Oregon. It's a lot of points. A lot of points and reverse line movement on it. So it's my favorite. Um, for my underdog, I'm taking Auburn's new rival, New Mexico State. Um, I'll take them plus ten and a half. Um, I just I believe in believe in what they've got going on in there. Um, it'll make me feel better if we lose if we if at least our out of conference loss was to a conference champion. So give me New Mexico State plus ten and a half. A lot of points. Um, my over, I'm going Texas. Oklahoma State over 55 um, just feels right taking the Big 12 championship over. You know, I don't want to take the under in that game, so I will be taking that. And then my under, I'm taking Michigan, Iowa under 35 and a half. I don't think you can make a number low enough, to be honest. So that's where I, that's where I'm standing. All right, I'm going Texas. This is my favorite. I don't know. I'm. This is just all what I'm feeling right now. I'm not looking at any numbers. Texas is my favorite. My underdog. Give me Washington as well. I agree with everything Graham said. My over. I'm gonna take the Louisville Florida State over. And then for my under, Garber. I'm gonna actually do the opposite of you. I'm gonna take the under in the Texas, whoever they play, bowl. 
Oklahoma State. The, the Oklahoma Big 12 State. championship. Look at us. We are, I mean, the expert the expert handicappers tonight. But maybe that's a good way to approach it. Sometimes, like, especially in March Madness, it's really just like a luck of a draw thing. Like last year when TCU lost to Kansas State, you, you didn't know that was going to happen. You could just pick wildly. But to wrap things up, we'll go quick here. Not even just one word answer for the prime time, the first ever, or may not be the first ever, but the first one in a while, SEC-ACC Challenge. A lot of good games this week, lots of good hoops to watch. Unfortunately, it's during exam crunch time. But we'll kick things off with ooh, which uh, the Tuesday night headliners, uh, Kentucky or Miami. Let's go around the circle. Uh, where's it being played? Rupp. Kentucky. Yeah. Graham? Laranaga, Miami. All right. I think everyone knows what I will say. Moving on, Clemson and Bama. That's kind of lame they picked the football schools, but I will. it's at Bama. But I'm going to go Clemson. I, I have a certain beef with that school at the moment. So, Garb? Yeah, I'll just pick Clemson. I won't take Alabama. Same. I, I mean, I think Bama's going to win, but mm-hmm. I'm going to say Clemson. Nice. Moving on. This one, I, I would love to hear some opinions. Tennessee at North Carolina. I wasn't really that impressed with Tennessee and, and Maui. But I think that they will beat the Tar Heels. I don't, I don't think they're that good. I don't think Baycott or any of them just really will. As I say, it's, it's an early Rick Barnes team, so I think they're going to play well. Um, I think also they really – I think he's definitely – they've been harped on, you know. They got a bad draw and play the number one and number two team in Maui. But I think they're going to come out strong. I think I, I agree. I think they'll beat UNC. Yeah, I'm going to ride Tennessee as well. Mel, you going to fade us um, all? Th- uh, yeah, I'm going UNC in a very low-scoring game. I think it's going to be a pretty boring game, to be honest. I think both teams will – I think it will be in the 60s for both teams. Moving on, this one uh, is probably going to be the game of the whole showcase. Arkansas-Duke. Duke is at Arkansas. Like, Yeah, also, I think I'm going to go Arkansas here. Um, hard to play in Bud Walton. Yeah, I'll, I'll go pro SEC Arkansas too. Also, Duke, I hate Duke. So, Jack, I'm going Duke. Mel, Arkansas just lost two games to two really good teams. I'm going Arkansas bounce back and Bud Walton. And correct me, the game of the week, my new beloved Auburn basketball team host Virginia Tech. So I'm going to go with the Tigers. I, I think Auburn's going to win big too. By the way, Auburn. This is a game that Auburn wins big. Yeah, we're getting two good ACC draws this year, being Notre Dame and Virginia Tech. So. Hopefully we take care of business. Um, yeah, I'm taking the Tigers. Jack? Uh, Tigers, obviously. Yeah, I'm not sure if it's going to be a blowout <laughs> or not because Vatek just got blown out by FAU. But uh, FAU, not FIU. Uh, but, yeah, Tigers for sure. I, I bet it will be a great crowd inside Neville Arena for that one, right? It, it, I plan same. on going. Yeah. Same here. I've got a fun uh, fun nugget also for about Auburn. So this weekend – Game probably being overlooked. Uh, our game against Appalachian State. They're the number one riser in Ken Palm of the week. They have uh, they've risen. They've risen higher than anybody else this week. So watch out. Don't overlook the Mountaineers in basketball. Great nerd nugget there to send us off on a very fun. Maybe not what the people wanted to hear, but the, what the people needed to hear, and maybe not what we wanted to do, but we have to do because that's our job here on Barnes Before Bed. So this might be our last episode of the semester. I plan on coming in back next week for the I exam well. week episode. So, yeah, we'll have one more talk hoops, do whatever, maybe talk Army-Navy. We'll see. Talk championships, talk playoffs, all that good stuff. But thank you guys for listening to us at Barnes for Bed, episode 34 next week, same time on Mondays. And despite it may be tough for a lot of people, stay strong. And as always, War Eagle. Love you guys. Thank you all for listening from us here at Barnes Before Bed. We hope you join us next Wednesday at 10 p.m. right here on Weagle 91.1 FM. Sleep tight, Tiger fans. And as always, War Eagle.